everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled How Do You Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Dr. Kim Warren-Martin, who is creator and lead strategist at Reignite Her Light. Hello, Dr. Kim. How are you? Hello. I'm happy and excited to be here. I'm doing very well. Thanks. And you? I'm very well, thank you. So let's start off with a quick introduction. And I'd love for you to explain more about Reignite Her Light. I'm very intrigued. Sure. So Reignite Her Light, um, I believe it's a phenomenal program. I created it, but (laughs) so I created it out of my own journey. And the, the impetus for it was the fact that I was in a career that I really liked and I was doing some great work. I came out of the tech industry. Uh, that was becoming an engineer was a choice or a decision that my parents made. Uh, I'm number one of four girls and they wanted to make sure we could take care of ourselves and weren't in a space where we we're always writing home for money. <laughs> and so, um, so they decided uh, that I would, I should go off to engineering school and become an engineer. They read something Wall Street Journal, some paper like that, that computing and engineering careers would be uh, some really great careers in the future. And so being number one, I was sent off to engineering school and uh, I had a really great career. I loved the work that I was doing, but something was always missing for me. I was successful, but I was not fulfilled. I had... um, when I was growing up, I wanted to be singing and dancing on Broadway and oh, wow. acting in movies and Hollywood. That's really what I wanted to do. Yeah. I love the arts and I just love the freedom of expression. And uh, that's the direction in which I wanted to go. But my parents decided it was going to be another direction. And so there was no amount of objecting that I could do that would change their mind. So I went off and had this career. But at a point... I I came to the place where um, actually I was invited to run the women's initiative for a major multinational corporation. I went through the tech side, the marketing side, the um, you know sales engineering, tech marketing. When you work for a large company like that, you can move around and have a lot of different roles. And so I did. And ultimately, I was invited to run the women's initiative. And I thought, man, that's not really where I thought I was going to go in my career. But after a few days, I said yes. And it was a really phenomenal decision because it gave me the opportunity to work with women almost on every continent on the planet. And some of the things I learned is that, you know, most of us really wanted both success and fulfillment. And at mm-hmm. a point we were told we couldn't have both at the same time. Then fast forward, well, you can have them both. Uh, well, first of all, you could only have success or fulfillment. Then, well, you can have them both, but not at the same time. Then, for a person like me who wanted them both all at the same time, that wasn't good enough. And so what I realized is that I had this great career. Something was missing for me. And if I didn't find out what that was, I was likely going to literally not to be morbid, but die with this thing inside of me. Mm. So uh, and I read some research that said the number one regret people have on their deathbed is that they live life the way they were expected to live, not the way they wanted to live. Mm-hmm. So I spent 20 plus years trying to squelch this 
desire inside of me for something more. And over time, I discovered that there was an impact that I wanted to make in the world. And my desire and my love for the arts had to do with freedom of expression and just being able to live life the way I believe I was created to live and I wanted to live not the way I was expected to live. So Reignite Her Light is about helping women who were in a space where I was uh, probably five, six years ago Mm -hmm. and are now questioning what they're doing, uh, maybe experiencing some burnout or um, not burnout from just being exhausted or tired, but from knowing that there's something more, but not knowing how to get it, if, if it's possible, should I, maybe this is as good as it's going to get, those sorts of things. So it is for a woman who knows there's more and who may have dibbled and dabbled in volunteering, supporting other causes, but still not found her thing. Mm. So it's about helping to be come really clear and discover what it is for you. Um, design what it's going to look like, and then, you know, literally create a strategy to help you deliver on it. So that's what Reignite Her Light is about. It's about living life um, the way you want to and to the fullest. It's not about leaving your job. (laughs) It is more about making your mark and living the legacy that you want to leave. So that's Mm -hmm. the, that's really what Reignite Her Light is about. Wow, that is so inspirational. And I'm even happier to find out that, you know, this idea was created out of passion, the passion that you had, and you you can relate to your own company. So that's so exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was my life. And for me, as much as I work to help uh, clients discover the impact they want to leave, this is my life work. This is the impact that, that I want to leave in the world to literally have women to understand that you don't have to sacrifice your success for fulfillment, nor do you have to sacrifice your fulfillment for success that you can have at all. Mm. You just have to be the one who defines what it all means to you. That's awesome. So I guess my next question would be as an entrepreneur, you know, starting your own company, there's a lot of resources out there, but what would you say were the best resources for you that helped you find, you know, reignite her light and make it such a successful company? (laughs) That's a really great question. And why I think it is so great is because when I came out of corporate America, one thing I knew, I believed in mentorship. I believed in having a coach. I believed in working with someone who could help me to be on the right path, to understand where I wanted to go and help me to get there. And so I invested in a lot of programs and um, people and products and at the time, I didn't know this, but I was really putting you know, my future um, in their hands and expecting them to do the work and, and, and help me to create this amazing thing. And so for probably the first three or four years, I, I didn't, I looked more on the outside for what it should look like. And I didn't really look on the inside of the journey I had been through and where I really was. I think I did a disservice to the reason why I even left corporate America to um, to create this work. And it's really interesting. There were times where I had the, you know, we, we talk about the cart before the horse. Mm. I feel like, so in a, in a space where there's field A and field B, my, my, 
cart was way like miles away from my horse. It was bag here, like looking like, so I'm supposed to have a cart, but like, where is it? You know, because <laughs> there was so what, what I wanted and where I wanted to be, they were so far apart. Mm. So I literally, I still believe in coaching and I, I, found it. It's interesting. I started working with uh, most of the initial coaches were women and they were wonderful at what they did. They had pieces and parts of it. They did not have the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I, I found this group, this, this, uh, I don't know, company where these two gentlemen are partners and they were the first people to really listen to my heart and to hear my spirit and to really understand what it was I wanted to do. Uh, prior to that, people thought, well, you have all this corporate experience, you know, this, that, the other, you should do this, you should do that. And inside of myself, and and mind you, I'm not laying blame at, on anyone else but me because I was not clear on where I wanted to be. So I allowed myself to be taken in directions that I didn't really want to go in. And I wound up in places where I would be like, well, this is not what I was expecting, you know, and I paid for things to be done for me and all of that. And I think the bottom line is I tried to shortcut some of the work and it didn't work out well. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was a huge lesson that I learned. And so some of the biggest resources that were really uh, helpful for me was getting clear on who I am, what I want, why do I want it? What do I want it to look like? When do I want it? And what do I want to feel like in it? What do I want the experience to be for me? Yeah. So I went through this huge discovery uh, process to get to where I am today. And it's great because now I can help other people. I can navigate, right? I don't um, own where they want to be. I help them discover and you know, design and let's figure out how to get there. Whereas initially for me, I allowed people to tell me where I wanted to be and take me, almost take me there. And so anyway, so I grew up. So <laughs> I learned. Yeah, and I just, that journey of discovery is pretty much like the whole central, central idea behind your company. So again, yeah. it just feeds itself very nicely into what you're passionate about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And sometimes I ask myself, and I, or I ask God, okay, who is this for? Because certainly mm-hmm. I could have done without this experience. But I, I feel like that whenever I'm moving to another level, there is a, an experience I have because everything that I do is out of personal experience and personal lessons and not just something I read in a book. I've read some amazing books that have helped me along the way. Um, but, but the majority of it is out of personal experience journaling, looking at lessons learned, how can I help someone else through this scenario differently, better, um, you know, how can they learn from what I've learned? So, yeah. That's awesome. So amidst all of, you know, starting your own company and like sort of having that journey of discovery, I guess, were there any lessons that you wish you'd have learned before becoming an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Um, Wow. There's a lot of them. (laughs) I think that, again, like one of the biggest ones I wish I'd known prior is to to really take a look at what it means to run a business. 
I made an assumption because I did well inside of corporate America that I was going to come out and I got this entrepreneur thing on lock. I know what I want to do, how to get it done. And it's, it was a very different um, jungle, if you will. So uh, navigating through it was very, was very different and having to learn a lot of pieces and parts and tools and, and all the different things that you need. And, you know, when I was in corporate America, I executed on the vision. Um, you know, I had my own goals, objectives, and things that I set, you know, for the year quarters and whatnot. Mm. Um, but again, it was a piece and a part of a larger vision. Yeah. I didn't own the entire vision. When I started my company, I owned the whole vision. And so initially it was small and it was really focused on the work I was doing, but not running a business. So it's very different to work in your business than it is, you know, working on your business. And so initially it was just me. And obviously I couldn't do everything. Um, I don't need a lot of sleep, uh, even though I've forced myself now because it's healthier for you. Wow. But the reality of it is I, I couldn't do it all. And so I would have probably established my own personal board of directors first um, you know, ha- had been more clear on my vision um, and then had a team uh, of people that could support in various areas, not necessarily even full time at that moment. Uh, in addition to having that mentorship and those uh, business minds around me that had already walked that road, it was that process of transitioning And there were people I put around me to help transition, Mm. but I didn't, what I didn't account for is they didn't exactly have the corporate experience where I was. They were, a lot of them always entrepreneurs. And so they weren't doing the transition and having to change the mindset and all of that. So it's, it's a different way of thinking and moving. And, and then when you have your entire day, to, to do what you want to do with it. Um, I thought, man, this is great. I'm going to have time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I misused time in some cases. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't maximize or capitalize on it. And so those are just some of the things that, you know, I wish I had known ahead of time to, uh, to, to have a smoother transition, but everyone has a story. Yeah, exactly. Now it's now it's advice to those who are starting out in the entrepreneurship industry. Yeah, everyone has a story. Exactly, exactly. But I guess looking back at your time as an entrepreneur, what would you say is your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it? Because I know entrepreneurship is very risky. Yeah, you know what? I I don't really. So John Maxwell has this quote: "Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn." Mm. And so I feel like when, as long as I'm learning. I haven't failed as long as I can, you know, brush myself up or off and get back up and and keep going and, and learn. I will say I've had some disappointments or some uh, regrets or things that didn't turn out the way I wanted them to turn out, but, but I've learned and, and even I take my clients through a process. It's called mastering the disappointment within because I've walked that road and I know what it's like to have to, 
um, you know, pick yourself back up or be in a space where you go, perhaps this wasn't the right thing to do, or maybe the time wasn't right. Or, But it literally just on a high level is looking at those things that cause you uh, disappointment where there were misalignments really. And it's not about reliving it and rehashing it, but it's about recognizing that it was there, drawing lessons from it um, and seeing from those lessons, what can you put into practice and get different results? Mm-hmm. And when you're able to do that, you're, you're in a space where you can start to create your own personal success formula because, and, and these are not broad success formulas. These are things that, you know, if you do, you mess up, you risk going back to that first quadrant where you experience regret or misalignment or disappointment again. And yeah. from that, uh, one of the things I love is that you can help to teach others mm-hmm. so that others can go through and grow through with someone who's gone through. And on the other side of that, there is like this rebirth, this rejuvenation, this revival of who you are, what you want, why you want it, and you can move forward. So um, so I don't really consider them failures. Yes, I spent a lot of money. I spent a lot of time. And I do at some point, you know, I thought, man, could I learn this some other way, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't consider it a failure because I've not given up. My dream is still the same. And it's, it's more vivid and, you know, alive than ever. And my goal is to get to help others figure out what theirs is and, you know, bring it to life and a little bit of a different path than me. Uh, But it's my story. So um, that's the story. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And talking about sort of teaching um, other people things, what is Mm -hmm. one piece? piece of advice that you would give to somebody who would like to be an entrepreneur? I would really, um, I wish, and this is the advice I would give. If I had had someone like me when I was in the the space of getting ready to transition and not just someone who can tell me how to budget or, you know, I don't know how to, um, make a, make a, uh, a, a calendar that works, not those things, but Really get clear on the impact you want to make. Why are you doing this? What is the purpose? And really peel back the layers of the onions, not just because, hey, you know, I've been in this career for 20 years or, you know, they, I didn't get the promotion I wanted to get or, you know, some of those things. But real and those things may be a part of it, but to really get to the heart of what it is that mm-hmm. you want to do. So when you leave, you are clear. Um, you've already gone through that clarity phase. Doesn't mean that things you won't add things or maybe subtract some things, but clarity is queen, I like to say. <laughs> so when you have clarity, like it's a it's a whole different space in which to, you know, to exist. And actually you don't even exist. You you you're able to live and to, mm. you know, move and breathe and 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 it's almost like the winds can't blow you to the left or to the right because you're laser focused on where it is you're going. You may not know exactly what it's going to look like, but you know the destination you're you're headed towards. So yeah. definitely I'm very mapping that out, getting it really clear and and don't be afraid. Don't have fear, right? Don't don't be afraid. I I I made some moves out of fear and mm. uh and some of them held me back and, you know, a little longer, but 
you know, nothing missing. I, I don't have any regrets about it. Um, it's just that that's just kind of my journey. So clarity, get clarity and don't, and do it for the right reasons. Not just, you know, it, I don't know, not just I'm leaving or I know, you know, we've, we've come through what well, we're coming through, I guess, this pandemic and there's all the, this information about women, especially women leaders, considering, you know, going on leave of absence or downsizing their careers or leaving corporate America all, you know, all together because of on top of everything else they have to do and have had to deal with now, they may have to be the teacher, the guidance counselor, the, you know, I don't know, the the housekeeper and just always on. And it's a tough place in which to be. And I think I saw a research that said something on the order of maybe like, I don't know, 2 million or 20 million. I, I, I can't recall the number. It's in the latest McKinsey report on women in the workplace that are literally considering leaving their careers, which has mm. far reaching effects. Mm. There are probably some in there who this is the time for them to leave or follow a dream or, um, but my, but still my suggestion is seek clarity. Mm. Um, and dig deep and finding clarity, there's work involved. Yes, it could be the children. It could be, you know, you need to make sure their education goes well. It could be all those things. But are those the right reasons to leave and to try and go into entrepreneurship? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying get really clear on what mm-hmm. it, what it is, why, and what you want to do. And that's that's so key. I, I just, I can't help keep stressing that. <laughs> yeah. And following on from what you said, actually, for those who are considering going into entrepreneurship, would you be able to debunk a myth about entrepreneurship right here, right now? Anything that you had a misconception of before you started? Oh yeah. I thought I'm going to be my own boss and you know, all of these, all the things that you see like on you know YouTube and all these TV shows and all those sorts of things. And you can be your own boss uh, if you know how to be the boss, right? You have to understand how to to be the boss. But, but again, I just go back to you have to understand all the components of running a business. Not It's not a hobby, but if you're really looking to run a business and generate, you know, be profitable, generate revenue, have clients, make sales, um, you know, are you in a space? Have you ever done sales? Do you like selling? Um, you know, do you have to like selling? I mean, I, I believe everything is selling, you know, everything, (laughs) uh, just to get your baby to eat the strained peas is, you know, selling on some level, but there are other things that you may have to do. And so if you don't like it, uh, I mean, are you in a space where you have a great product that you want to represent, or you have a great service you want to provide? That's awesome, but you can be providing it and you can work more hours than you worked in uh, on your corporate job and not make as much money. But you is that going to be good enough you know, for you? So all those things you have to know. And I know um, there's a quote, I don't know, I think it was, I don't know, it was Grant Cardone or someone like that, but they, there's this whole myth out there that entrepreneurs do the work other people don't want to do so they can have what other people won't have and all this and all that. And mm-hmm. not everyone wants to struggle and grind and work a thousand hours a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't because in corporate, I was already working 80 to 100 hours a week. 
And I, I redefined grind for myself. So not the, you know, scrape your knees, drink, you know, I don't know, 15 cans of Mountain Dew and never sleep. But for me, grind is um, get really intentional and have no distractions so that I can focus and accomplish what I need to in a reasonable amount of time and get the results I'm looking for and not Mm -hmm. have to compromise my health. What good does it do for me to have this great business, even if it is, you know, seven, eight figures profitable, but I'm killing myself doing it. So you you even have to know your own non-negotiables. What are you willing to compromise? What are you willing to risk? What are you willing to put on the table physically, mentally, financially, you know, even in your relationships? I mean, my husband and I had a conversation. We said there's a certain amount of money we will not touch. Mm. And uh, so when I got to that level, I was like, oh, I need more. He's like, well, you better figure it out. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, it was, uh, for me, it wasn't this straight shot. Uh, yeah. It was kind of a windy road, some hills, some valleys. And, and I am still uh, in awe of the work that I get to do. And that for me still says it's the right, it was the right thing to do. So that is awesome. And then to wrap up our conversation, I guess, is that, one piece of advice that you wish you gave yourself at any point in your life? Wow. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I feel like if I had, why did I wait so long? I think, Mm. um, I, I could have done it sooner. Um, differently on the one hand, but then on the other hand, I asked myself, would I have had the experience and the clarity that I have today? Um, and so I, the advice I would give myself is to, I, I journal. Um, I haven't been an avid journal for years. Like some people can say, oh my gosh, I've been journaling since I was seven. I had my first diary. Well, that's not in my story. <laughs> I've journaled a lot and I've, I've got books, but there were periods where I didn't. And there were ideas and things that I I haven't acted on or didn't capture mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. So for me, I I would definitely make sure it was really what I wanted to do and the way I wanted to do it and not follow some predefined formula. Yeah, um, very important. And that was the, the key because I tried the formulas, the prevailing ones. Yeah. And I had to come up with my own formula. So I am an engineer still at heart. And I look at things formulaically. Life is formulaic. And I have formulas <laughs> for doing things. And I I now have my own formula. It kind of goes back to where I said you can't have it all. You have to be the one that defines what it all means to you. So I had to redefine some things and realign some things and then re-engage uh, differently to be where I am today. That is awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for that advice. And thank you so much for hopping on the podcast as well. It was so lovely to hear awesome. your story as well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye.